This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Wednesday edition of a numbers game here on VSIN. It is Matt Brown in for Gil Alexander. And if you've hated the last two days, fortunate for you, this is my last day here on the desk. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass and no, no rant to start the show today, Kelly. Too much stuff went on in sports yesterday. I know it seems like it's kind of a slow part of the sports calendar, but we had a lot of things going on. While we were on air yesterday, we actually got several different tidbits of breaking news, first and foremost, that Baker Mayfield had been named starting quarterback for the Bucs, and I don't know if that moves the needle really for anyone out there. I mean, I guess maybe if you were very, very bearish on the Bucks, and you wanted to bet an under on them, you were kind of hoping for Trask would be my guess because you were thinking that maybe he was going to be just a little bit more green, a little bit worse, but now Baker's in there. There's at least some sort of stability because you do have a guy who's going to be making his third season opening start for three different teams in three years now at this point, and there is at least some sort of something with Baker Mayfield. Like, there is a floor. Like, we at least know what the floor is. Now, the floor is pretty low because we've seen some pretty bad Baker Mayfield, but we don't know just how low the floor is for Kyle Trask. And so, I guess if you're a Bucks better, this is – if you're going under, it's probably a bad thing. If you're going the over, maybe it's a good thing. I don't want anything to do with this Buck squad whatsoever. I know this is not a division that we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk a couple of different AFC divisions if you hang around for that. We're also going to talk some college football with Tim Murray. We'll talk some NFL with with Pritchard as well. But, man, Kelly, you look at this, and, and Baker Mayfield, I think, is one of those deals where you can't really go from Trask to Mayfield, but you can go from Mayfield to Trask, yeah. and so it kind of has to kind of has to go in this order. Yeah, I, I would think that if you were like you said, if you were betting the Bucks at all, you kind of had to expect this because mm-hmm. because of what you just said. You have to you have to go in that order. That, that that's how it works. Uh, you got to see what you're going to get out of Baker, and and I, I think rightfully so. Where this look, this division is so bad that uh, yes, I think you start Baker and see what you can do with this team. We talked about it yesterday or Monday about, you know, hey, this team still has some quality pieces. You know, they, they may or may not still be around the entirety of the season, but they do have some good pieces still left on the team. So, yeah, start the season with Baker, see how you do, and you make a change if you need to make a change. Over in Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees. If you're listening over in New York, I feel for you. Mets underperform. Yankees have now lost nine straight. They lose to the Nationals 2-1. to one. It is their longest losing streak since 1982. They fall to 60-65. and 65. That is last in the AL East in 10 and a half games out of a wild card spot. Kelly, that 1982 Yankee team 
They were fifth in the AL East with a final record of 79-83. and So if that tells you anything of the pace that they're on and things that are going on from a historical perspective for this Yankee squad. Now, it wasn't all bad. Dave Winfield did hit 37 homers and have 106 RBI for that that Yankees squad right there. And that was the debut of, of Donnie Baseball at the very end of that season since they were out of it and they had a losing record. They ended up calling up a very young Don Mattingly at the end of the year. He had 12 at bats for the Yankees that season before being a regular part of the lineup there in 1983. But I think when you look here at this Yankee squad with the teams that they have to overcome, I think you can stick a fork in them. I know we still have a decent amount of baseball, and we're we're going to be talking about teams that are on big winning streaks right now and other teams that are on big losing streaks right now. And you're saying, hey, what do you, what do you mean? Why how, This team can win seven, eight in a row. How come the Yankees can't win seven, eight in a row? Well, you know, it's not to say that they can't, but it's having a leapfrog. Red Sox, Blue Jays, Mariners, Astros, Rays, all of these different teams that they're going to have to climb. You're going to need regression from those teams along with a really good win streak out of the Yankees. It is done. Stick a fork in them, unfortunately. Sorry, New York New York uh, baseball fans this year. I know there's high hopes on, on both of those teams. At Rangers-Diamondbacks game we talked a little bit about yesterday with Mark Borchard, uh, that game, the – Zach Gallen goes six innings, seven hits, one walk, 11 strikeouts, only one earned run. The Diamondbacks get the win in that one. The Rangers lose their sixth straight, and the key thing about that is they lose their sixth straight while the Astros and Mariners both win. So now the Astros are just a half game back of the Rangers. The Mariners are just one game back after winning their eighth game in a row. Now, Zach Gallen, we woke up this morning. Kelly, Zach Gallen is your Cy Young favorite in the NL, despite the fact that we talked a little bit about this yesterday as well. His home road splits are like laughable, and yet he's probably going to win the Cy Young. If you take a look at home this year, 85 and a third innings, 1.79 ERA, backed up by a 2.59 XFIP. A sub one whip, 0.93 whip, a 31.5% K rate, just a 4% walk rate. Batters have a 243 Woba against him. He's only given up 17 earned runs at home. On the road, 82 and two thirds, so basically the same amount of innings. A 446 ERA, a 429 XFIP, a 1.2 whip, a 22% K rate, so it drops off by nearly 10% on the road. His walk rate is up 2.2%. On the road, and batters have a 308 Woba against him. He has given up 41 earned runs on the road. 17 at home, 41 <laughs> on the road. It is it's it's wild. I mean, like completely different pitcher, home and road. Fortunately, they only have a few road series left. There is a hard one against the Dodgers, but then there's a couple against the Yankees, one against the White Sox. So even if he is on the road and has to make a start, at least it's against a mediocre opponent, most likely. And as I said, I mean, woke up this morning, he was even money over at DraftKings for the for the Cy Young. So Zach Gallen, the six innings, seven hits, one walk, 11 strikeouts against this Ranger squad, has him your even money Cy Young bet. Even money on him. Blake Snell back to plus 320. Spencer Strider plus 350. That is beyond fascinating. I like the the idea that he could possibly win this with with a ERA on the road of what'd you just say? Four six? Four 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 point four six. <laughs> yeah. His whip goes up th- uh, 0.3 points. His K rate is down nearly 10 points. His walk rate's up nearly two and a half points. It's also like, like you know, it's yeah. the diamondbacks, too. So it's like <laughs> I don't like this dominant home field advantage right. that every pitcher 
Baker feels when they take the bump for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I mean, this team is in the middle of everything. And this is not an indictment. I know we're in the middle of the summer and there's lots of things going on. Everyone's going back to school and all this. But, you know, this team's in the in the playoff hunt here and it was like 39% capacity at the stadium last night in, right, in Phoenix. Yeah. Like, So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not like the crowd is like all behind you and doing doing all these different things. But, yeah, it was it was crazy. I wondered, we got a little, I put this in the in the rundown, and then Kelly gave me a note, and I was wondering why there was a note on this, and I'll let you explain it here in just a little bit. But this is more news than anything else, but hey, we like to highlight when people have great athletic achievements. And last night, Las Vegas Aces star, Asia Wilson, uh, tied the WNBA single-game scoring mark, 53 points in that game against the Atlanta Dream. She went 16 of 23 from the floor, 20 of 21 from the foul line, and how about this praise right here from Coach Becky Hammond? She runs like a deer, jumps like a cat, and catches as if she were Spider-Man. She is just special. Her real gift is in her humility and grace and how she handles herself and her teammates. She is a phenomenal superstar. Now, that's where I ended what was in the rundown, and then there was a note when I woke up this morning from Kelly that says, the Aces didn't cover even after dropping 112 <laughs> points, which lets me know that there was a WNBA bet on your card last night. Yeah, there was. There was. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing the blind just bet the Aces <laughs> after they lose a game all season. Uh, I think I bet it every time except for one time. It, I, it's cashed every single time except for last night. So you get a historic <laughs> performance, uh, 112 points put up in a WNBA game, and you still can't cover. There was uh, – it was wild down the stretch. I don't know if you caught any of that game, but Asia Wilson, I mean, absolutely went off in the the entire game, but the second half was incredible to watch. And, yeah, you know, she ties the record, and then they pull her out of the game with, like, 48 seconds left. And I'm like, what are you doing? Give her a chance to break yeah, the you're record. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah what are we doing here? And then, was and, someone not aware? That's when an assistant coach walks up and goes like, hey, I don't know if you know or not. but uh, yeah, I didn't really get it. I didn't really get it. I mean, obviously, you know, they kind of – they had one more possession. They kind of just dribbled the clock out when they had it. But I definitely she had a chance to break the record. They didn't really give her a chance to do it. And then, yeah, if you were betting the game like I were, well, I was, you, uh, you got to watch the Aces, like, turnover in bounds passes at the end and stuff and you're just like this is this is why you don't lay 15 and a half points in a basketball game like ever so you uh you retired I heard you say maybe you were retiring. Yeah, I think it might, it might be my last WNBA bet. For, for, uh, for this year. Of the regular season. Yes. So I'm going to say that. Playoffs, I'll probably get back. Yeah, in. when we get to the playoffs, maybe you, you'll you get back in. It seems like every time I'm filling in for Gil, there's some sort of tennis news. It's, and this has just just absolutely nothing to do. I'm not like looking for tennis stories just because I'm I'm in for Gil. But this is actually a very big deal just in the, in, in the tennis world in general because the ATP announced that they're starting a, pro, uh, a new program called Baseline. And basically what they're – what they're going to do, Kelly, is they're going to give these, you know, which are independent contractors essentially and, and whatnot, they're going to give them a baseline salary. So basically if you go over the course of a season and you do not make X amount of money, and there are different thresholds but depending on what ranking you are in the world, and if you don't end up making that baseline of a salary, the ATP is going to step up and get you to that level, right? So it brings a sense of security to these guys that are going out and trying to train, trying to get better, trying to climb the ladder, and they can completely and totally focus on actually playing tennis and trying to get better as opposed to wondering about where, you know, the how they're going to pay the rent and things like that for these lower-level guys. I mean, it's we talk a lot about the superstars, and yeah. I don't think people realize that, yeah, the superstars make a ton of money. 
Once you get a little bit further down that line, it drops off a cliff. And so for the fact that, you know, guys as, as far down as, as 250th in the world at least have a baseline salary of $75,000 so you can at least feel comfortable that you are not going to be worried about paying bills and paying rent and all the stuff like that. I think it's a really great program and, and pretty awesome, the ATP, to do that. Of course, the only other comp is kind of the UFC, and that's a big thing that's going on right now because those guys have no baseline pay, mm-hmm. right? And they don't have any sort of guarantees as to money that they're going to get. And so um, cool that the ATP decided to do this. Yeah, I know it's been an issue in tennis for a while. I think that it is good to see. It's just a little a little odd and ironic to me, Matt, because we obviously as much golf as we talk, it feels like the two sports are kind of going in opposite directions when you talk about mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, right? The golf, golf really concerned about making sure their star players get paid out at the top so they don't jump to live. Okay, well, different situation, different story over in tennis. The other big news yesterday, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Surgery on a broken bone in his hand is is hoping that he could be back for the beginning of the regular season. When we come back, let's take a look at, uh, at at some other futures here as we move on. It is a numbers game here on a Wednesday. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's BetMGM Sports. BetMGM. It's all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued idea to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every single day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You do have to be 21 or older and physically located in the great state of Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. A numbers game here on a Wednesday. Matt Brown in for Gill. Last day here on the desk. Is Gil back or has someone else taken over? For yeah, me? Gil's back tomorrow. Gil's back, all right. Gil back banana. So, there you go. If you've been tuning out the last three days, you can keep, you can leave it on the dial tomorrow. Like, get, get, Gil will be back. Big show tomorrow, actually. We got, we got crack in like we usually do on Thursdays. And then uh, Mr. Dr. Eric Eager in, in studio uh, tomorrow. In morning. studio. In studio, yes, in studio. That is a bit. That is a big show. Mm-hmm. See, listen. This is a this is a guy that is a Mister and a Doctor and knows his football <laughs> as well. So you got to uh, got to tune in for that. Eric Eager always a great guest on any of these shows. So we'll come back to some of these other news. Of course, we'll look at the Rookie of the Year odds and things like that. But we do want to get to the the AFC South, and we hit on a couple of AFC divisions yesterday. We want to get to the AFC South as well, and this is one in which I was pretty quick to go in and bet, pretty quick to take a position on, and pretty. Pretty steadfast in how I believe that this division is going to go. As we sit right now, the Jags are your favorite at minus 155. You can see on your screen right now, Titans plus 350. Colts are 6-1, to one, and then the Texans are 8-1 to one to win the division. If you think the Jags can win the whole conference 14-1, to one, then it really, really gets big on these other teams. Titans 55, Colts 70, and of course Texans at 100, and then... There, no, you know, Titans, Colts, and Texans aren't winning the Super Bowl. Thirty to one. If you want the Jags to win the Super Bowl, none of those other teams win the Super. Doesn't matter. I don't need to tell you the odds. Wait, no, our graphic doesn't have the Texans on yeah, the board. Like, no, 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 <laughs> it's not happening. So it's no, no, no point in us even in us even doing that. I mean, this is a division in which by the end of the year we very well could have three rookie quarterbacks starting. Um, we're going to have two for sure. The Colts have already come out and said Anthony Richardson's going to be their opening day starter. The Texans have given that to C.J. Stroud as well. We know that the Titans did draft Will Levis. Will Levis had a setback in camp from an injury standpoint. Probably was going to go with Ryan Tannehill anyway to start the year. There's no financial commitment by this Titans team to Ryan Tannehill beyond this season. And so if this season goes like I think it could for this Titans squad, I believe that we end up seeing Will Levis towards the end of the year as it is anyway. And so it could be three rookie quarterbacks going in this division with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. I think Jags are... A pretty good bet here, Kelly. I got them early. I bet them as soon as these numbers all started coming out. Listen, you know, I, I've never been a fan of this Titans team as it is anyway. Certainly not a fan of Ryan Tannehill. And so when I'm looking at, hey, what is their motivation really to continue to play Tannehill throughout the course of the season if they're, you know, sitting 500 or something like that? The motivation's really none. Yeah. You need to see what you have in Will Levis as it is anyway. I think they kind of have a decent idea of what they have in, in Malik Willis. They didn't want to play him last year when they really needed to play him last year, and they went out and got guys off the street to play. So that's why they take Will Levis. They need to figure out what they've got in him. And so I was really, really bullish on the Jags in this division because I don't think the Colts are going to be very good. I don't think the Texans are going to be very good. Maybe the Texans a bet on team kind of on a week-to-week basis if they start to kind of gel somewhere along the way because they're not completely devoid of talent. But I think it's going to take C.J. Stroud and those guys kind of working in the offense a little bit more. You just kind of look – I know there are some people out there who aren't near as high on Calvin Ridley coming back as I am, but again, it's a guy that's not coming off of an injury. 
It's a guy that's coming off of a parlay. And so for me, I take a look, and now you can move Chris Kirk into that wide receiver two role, which is by far the more natural role for him. He's not yeah. a wide receiver one. And so you get to have Ridley be your one. You get to have Kirk be your two now, which is more natural position for him, which actually should benefit him in the long run. And Trevor Lawrence continues to kind of start to look like that guy that coming out of Clemson, everybody said was this can't-miss prospect, certainly towards down the stretch last year. I thought we saw some really, really good play out of Trevor Lawrence. And, and you know, you and I have talked offline about all of this. And, you know, this was something that was not abnormal in the NFL even six, seven years ago. But Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert basically ruined the idea that guys need development in the NFL. And, like, they, they stepped in and looked like all pros day one, right? Like, let's, mm-hmm. just, put, let's just put Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert in the Hall of Fame after their rookie seasons. That is like an anomaly and certainly not the norm and has not been the norm basically since the beginning of the NFL, right? Like like guys taking a little time to adjust and kind of coming into their own in years two, three, maybe even four was something that we saw on the regular. Now, because of what we saw with Burrow and Herbert, guys step in. If they have a bad game in their first four games, like this guy's a bust. Get him out of here. He's horrible. You know, and so like I think we saw Trevor Lawrence last year kind of start to play like the Trevor Lawrence that people were saying he could be. And and if that's the case, in a very weak division, in my opinion, I, I think this is Jags all the way. It was the first bet that I made in my account as soon as division, as soon as division numbers came out. That number has now drifted a little bit, but I think even still at 150, it's something I mean, it's something I would be looking that, at. That's where I bet it at. I I, I think yeah. it was it was minus one fifty by the time I got to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I bet it basically as soon as they opened yeah. up as well. I don't even really know if you and I talked about it, you know, offline ahead of time. We might have just made those separately, mm. but that was uh I you know, agree with everything you said. We we have talked about the Jags a fair amount uh on this show and it's it's I know I've gotten some pushback on this, look, I am very bullish. This is my favorite bet of all mm. NFL bets. We're going to go over kind of everything that we do have uh, in our portfolio so far later in the show. This is still my favorite bet heading into the season, though, is the Jags to win this division uh, for a lot of the cases mm. that you just uh, you just laid out. Are there some concerns with this team? Sure, there there's still some concerns. Is, the, is this one of the better defenses in the NFL? No, it's not. Could there be some offensive line problems here early on? Yeah, there could be. Um, I think those all those issues could exist. There's a reason though why I've bet why I bet them to win the division and not bet over their win total even though I most I, I think that most likely happens but this division is gar- is terrible and it's going to be a very easy division schedule the rest of the, their outside division schedule is not necessarily easy they do play some mm-hmm. tough teams on there and I think once this team gets to the playoffs Matt I'm not I'm not a huge believer in them going super far in the playoffs, but as far as us talking just regular season and divisions, I, this team is so far I, so far above everybody else in that division. It, it's an easy bet for me to make. Yeah, you should be staring down four and two after the first six weeks, and if that's the case, they're going to be in a really good position to go ahead and win this division. You have two games against the Colts in the first six weeks of the season mixed in with the Texans and the Falcons. Like this should be a four and two team. I'm chalking up losses to chiefs and bills though. I do wonder if they're a little bit closer to those teams than maybe we even realize at this point, you get to, you get to week seven saints and Steelers games, you know, seven and eight, probably going to be difficult games, but winnable games for, for sure, whenever we look at the Saints and Steelers. And then they are one of the teams that 
really benefit from one of those mid-season buys, right? Like a week nine buy. Mm -hmm. I bet you if you did a poll of every single GM on the face of the planet or every single head coach, they would probably tell you eh, somewhere between week eight and 10 is where I would really like the buy to be like dead center of the season. Let's go ahead and reassess what happened the first half and then also get rid of some of those bumps and bruises. And so you come out of there, hard game against the 49ers, but boy, now we go Titans, Texans, and then we get on the back end, Bucks, Panthers, Titans. That was my key here for Jags bets. If you need them to get home, Kelly, what better stretch towards the end of the year to get in Bucks, Panthers, and Titans, right, to try yeah. to get either a win total bet home or a division bet total home or whatever it might be for, for this team. And so I really like the way that it kind of set up for them to get the bank the early, the early wins and then being able to finish strong as well on all of that. So really, really do like the Jags. And I think I like the Jags just as much as I dislike kind of the rest of these teams. In yeah, this and I think just, you know, looking at where in those, like we talk about the division being, you know, an easy path for them already. Even look at when the Colts and Titans games happen. It's a, it almost mm-hmm. lines up perfectly for when you would want to play those teams yeah. for what for what we at least think is going to happen with the Tennessee Titans. And, that you, and we think that means a quarterback change at some point in the season. Okay, you play the Colts early, but, but both of those mm-hmm. games, Get, you get out of the way pretty early. So you got Anthony Richardson still trying to pick things up early on. You get to play them then. And the Titans, you get to play basically on the bat more of the back end of your schedule. Yep. And, okay, you might not even be facing a Ryan Tannehill fully loaded Tennessee sure. team then. I mean, that Week 18 game against the Titans – very well could be like Will Levis's first start. Like, like, you know, it's the last game of the year and they throw him in there. You're going to be getting a rookie quarterback making his first start in the NFL. I mean, like that game is going to be that, that game sets up perfect for them. Look on the, on the Colt side of things, Anthony Richardson is going to make plays. He's going to do things that make your jaw drop. And he's going to do other things where you go like, I can't believe this guy's an NFL quarterback. That's going to be the ups and downs you get with him over the course of the season. Certainly no Jonathan Taylor isn't going to help if he does get out of town. I think the Texans might be interesting on a week to week basis to bet depending on what the spread is because like I said there's actually some talent on that roster it really does depend on how quickly kind of CJ Stroud can can get into the NFL game but they're not completely talentless and so I think that maybe if we find some situations where the spread might be a little out of whack for that Texans team and like we're not betting them to win a bunch of games Kelly but we just need them to, to stay within the spread a few different times, and I think maybe that might be one of the teams that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, if, if you listen to the show the other day when we went over those wins match bets, too, I think there's some good opportunities with the Texans, actually, with some good value in those. Let's continue the football talk, but this time the college version. Tim Murray from right here at VEASAN when we come back. Game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Power ratings, picks, previews, predictions, pro as in become a VSIN pro subscriber, get an all access pass to our betting tools, splits in the 2023 college football and NFL betting guides. Both college football guide and our NFL betting guide will have you ready to turn a profit on the gridiron this year. The only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer is to become a VSIN pro subscriber, and you can do just that. VEASAN.com slash subscribe, V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Matt in for Gil, one of the very sharp guys on the college football side of things here at this network, Tim Murray. You can find him every single night on the network, but he was kind enough to wake up and join us here this morning. Tim, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. What's happening, man? How are you? Uh, Doing good, man. Rocking and rolling. You know, um, 
this is uh, this is this, this is the big show, right? I'm on during the day again, during the weekdays. It's uh, it's a morning <laughs> show, all the, all the things like that, you know. So people have got to find me at, at other days and times these days. So uh, you know, I'll take it. Nothing, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, you mentioned getting up early, man. When you got a little guy, uh, I'm <laughs> up at six every day, Matt. So uh, we're we're on to you know cup of coffee number two. So we're ready to rock and roll. There we go. There we go. Uh, I want to I want to do I do want to talk a little bit of of a week zero with you, but first and foremost, yeah. kind of want to get into something that everyone is is going to be paying attention to because hey, we cannot talk we can't not talk Heisman Trophy. We can't not bring up these these various guys and stuff. And of course, Caleb Williams is your favorite at plus four fifty. Yep. As we wake up this morning, Jaden Daniels has moved all the way to your second shot here over at DraftKings at eleven to one. Quinn Ewers thirteen, Clay Kubnick fourteen, et cetera, et cetera. When we look, I mean, this is one of the things where it's a little tough for us as as handicappers and betters, right? This is still a a voted on thing, right? I mean, this is still an opinion thing. Are they going to give it to the same guy twice in a row? These are all things we have to weigh in our minds when we go about betting all of this. How have you kind of looked at the Heisman Trophy market, and is there is there anybody that you're a little bit higher on than everybody else? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, you know, the past week or so, um, you know, the, basically there's because there's a formula out there and there, and with everything, Matt, there's a, there's a, always outliers. Devonte Smith winning the Heisman trophy in 2020, um, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's team finished, uh, you know, I think Louisville finished 15th that year, but by the end of the, but the end of the day, um, as I, as I looked at it, Matt, and, you know, I tweeted this out a couple days ago, um, Essentially, you're looking for a quarterback and a uh, and a playoff contending team, and that's that's how it's going to come down to. Now, you could argue, hey, well, you know, USC didn't make the playoff last year, yeah, but they were number number four in the country going into the Pac-12 championship game. And remember, C.J. Stroud didn't make the Big Ten championship game, and Bryce Young didn't make the SEC championship game, so there was really no other option other than Caleb Williams. There's going to be circumstances, you know, I mentioned the Lamar Jackson you know, back in uh, 2015, Matt, where he pretty much locked that thing up when Louisville was making this, you know, remarkable run and they got as high as number three in the country. Um, But, you know, looking back since 2000, you've had 18 quarterbacks, three running backs and one wide receiver. So, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Matt, is really an intriguing option uh, because, you know, we don't know who's going to start at at quarterback right now for Ohio State. Um, You know, Devin Brown and is, is thought to be a guy that, you know, could ultimately take that job from Kyle McCord. Uh, if you read the quotes coming out of Columbus, it sounds like it's a split. So I understand the intrigue for Marvin Harrison Jr. But, you know, for me, Matt, if we're looking at a wide receiver, I'm going to need much more than 20 to 1, considering mm-hmm. we've had one wide receiver win this award this century, and that was Devontae Smith, who, you know, every time we looked, he was scoring a touchdown there for Alabama. So, you know, there's a couple guys that have made some really big rises, and I agree with that movement. I'll start with Cade Klubnick. Cade Klubnick, look, Clemson has never won a Heisman Trophy. Uh, Devon, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson didn't win it. Trevor Lawrence didn't win it. They've had some big-name quarterbacks, and they never gotten there. But this is a market, you know, that has gone from 25-1 to 1 to as low as 10-1 to 1 at some shops uh, regarding Cade Klubnick. Why? Well, let's go through it. This is a team that certainly can make the playoff. Uh, this is a team that has really high-profile games, Matt, when you think about September 23rd, 
They get to host Florida State November 4th. They get to host Notre Dame, the ACC championship game, which no more conferences or divisions, excuse me. They likely will play Florida State again. Get to play Drake May. Where do they play Drake May? They play him at home. So you get a new offensive coordinator and Garrett Riley coming over from TCU, help Max Duggan get all the way to the Heisman uh, you know, uh, ceremony there in New York City. And you got a five-star recruit. So you know, when you're thinking about who fits the the characteristics, who who has the right ingredients, I think someone like Cade Klubnick certainly is a is a, is where is a where to look, and that's why the market has kind of gone bonkers on Cade Klubnick moving from you know 25 down to 14, 12, 10 to one. The betting market, as far as like who's actually going to win the whole thing, was in love with four teams for the longest time, and then the. Then people started putting some money in on LSU as well. Georgia two twenty, yeah. Alabama six to one, Ohio Ohio State seven to one, Michigan eight to one. Now we see LSU's lows eleven to one, and then we're yeah. kind of a jump there to USC at fifteen, Clemson at eighteen. Do you do you kind of still look at it as a big four, or are you including as you're looking at the big picture here? Are you including an LSU? Are you including a USC, or maybe even a Clemson or Florida State, whatever it might be? Or do you still kind of look at that Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan as the big four and everybody else? I kind of think those are the big four that will win it, but I do think you can get creative with a playoff team because that's what we've seen. We saw TCU last year get in, uh, you know, kind of out of nowhere. We've seen Cincinnati get in, in in recent years. So I think, you know, if you're looking for a team that, you know, could make the run, uh, you know, Penn State has got a lot of hype. Now, obviously, they have to take care of business against Ohio State or Michigan and win at least one of those games. And if it comes down to a tiebreaker or if they're sitting at 11 to one, Matt, you know, maybe Penn State can sneak into the party uh, because I really like this Penn State team. But obviously, they play in the Big Ten East where you've got the big boys of Ohio State and Michigan there. You know, a team that, you know, let's uh, let's hold on to our butts on this one. <laughs> a team that's got a lot of talent, man. And we've said it a million times before. This will be the million and first, Matt. Texas, they're really talented. They've got a ton of wide receivers. They've got over 100 career starts on the offensive line. Quinn Ewers, year number two. He lost the mullet, so he's now focused. No more mullet discussion. (laughs) Uh, I really like Texas. Uh, and obviously, week two, they get to they get a chance to go to Tuscaloosa and to really make some noise there with uh, with the Longhorns. I personally have bet the Longhorns to win the Big 12, uh, which I'm sure will certainly come back and bite me in the rear end because they haven't won that conference since 2009, Matt. But, you know, those are two teams that I think certainly uh, could make it to the college football playoff this year uh, based off of talent. But, you know, for me, it's still hard to just kind of overcome in this playoff era, Matt from what we've seen, seeing a, you know, quote, Cinderella win the national championship. TCU's is, I guess, as close as we've got, and they went out and lost by 58 points in the national championship game. So, look, Alabama has a lot of questions. Uh, Ohio State, who's their starting quarterback? Uh, Michigan made it there the last two years, but, you know, is this a team ready to make that next jump? I do think Michigan's pretty darn good, and, you know, their schedule makes out to be just a a piece of cake, really, all the way until late November uh, when they play Ohio State and Penn State in two of their last three games. But I I think winning the national championship, I'm still kind of just of that mindset until somebody proves that they can win it outside of, you know, the SEC or basically Ohio State. But I do think, as we've said for years, Matt, you can really find some creative ways and not going too outlandish of finding a playoff team. And obviously, you know, DraftKings has it. There are markets out there. You could play to make the playoff field. 
Yeah, God forbid Quinn Ewers actually throws an interception this season, and then the Arch Manning chants happen, right? I mean, oh, like God. that is like it's the first yeah, interception, uh, the first bonehead play now, he makes. Man, I'm already yeah. getting a migraine, yes. like thinking about the, the first bonehead play he makes, and it's gonna uh, be, it's gonna be. See, this is why we should have started Arch. Well, what's going on here? Uh, this is this is what's happening. We're turning our very own. Uh, Tim Murray here. You can find him over at the College Football Betting Podcast as well, wherever your podcasts are held. And by the way, it's absolutely free, so just go in and hit that subscribe button. We've got about 90 seconds here, Tim. Is there anything in week zero you're looking at? Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was I was thinking about UMass and uh, early bird gets the worm because that's now gone through the key number of seven. So, uh, you know, we're, we're getting creative here. I'll, I'll just hit on Notre Dame Navy real mm-hmm. quickly, just uh, – not necessarily something I've gotten involved in. Uh, I will say this. Uh, we had Brad Powers on, on VEASAN primetime, uh, and he pointed out the total in this game over the last 12 times the two, these two teams have played, Matt. It's been an average of 62 points per game. Uh, the market's actually going against the total right now, so you know we'll see. But uh, I do kind of think that we could see some points here. We'll see what Navy decides to do uh, in the second half last year, Matt, when these two teams played in Baltimore. Uh, Navy went all out blitz the entire second half and almost came back and won that game. But now you're going to see Sam Hartman, a quarterback who's seen everything. Um, you know, my biggest question for the Irish are are these wide receivers if they're going to step up. But uh, the more and more I think about it. You know, Notre Dame, uh, veteran linebackers, I, I think they should be able to take you know, care of business here uh, with Brian Newberry starting uh, his his new era there with the midshipmen. But uh, a lean towards the over with Notre Dame and Navy, I, I could see this being, a, you know, a 38-17 type of uh, situation there in Ireland. Decent prime time every night here on the network. And, of course, go subscribe to the College Football Betting Podcast. Awesome information on there, and it's absolutely free. He is Tim Murray. Thanks for your time this morning, buddy. Matt, always a pleasure, man. Old Arch Manning. The highest card ever sold by Peyton Manning was $75,000 at this little sports card show in Chicago. $100,000 plus for an Arch Manning card already. Whew. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower 
power further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs but one hit, you get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. And you do have to be 21 years of age or older. New and existing customers can do this offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, and those do expire seven days from issuance. U.S. promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, New York, or Ontario. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're over in New York, 877-8-HOPE-NY. Arizona, 800-NEXT-STEP. In Massachusetts, 800-327-5050. In Iowa, 800-BETS-OFF. And 800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Puerto Rico's 800-981-0023 in partnership with the Kansas Crossing Hotel and Casino. And this offer is not valid to Puerto Rico residents. We do have a golf tournament this week. If you listened on Monday, we did a very brief long shots. And then we did a full long shots with Wes Reynolds yesterday, Kelly. Um, look. This tournament is not the greatest betting tournament that there is. There is, if you guys don't know how this all works, you're, the reason you play all year long is you accumulate points. And then you, with those points, you get into a 70-person first leg of the playoffs. Then, if your points add up, you make the second leg, which is 50 players. And then it culminates right here at the end with this 30-player field. But your bonus for doing well all season long is wherever you stand in the standings, you enter this tournament with a handicap. Like, you actually start better than other people within the field. And so what we have is the best player in the world, the guy, the most consistent player in the world, and Scotty Scheffler, who's going to be starting this tournament at 10 under par. So before he ever hits his first ball off the tee, Scotty Scheffler is already 10 under. Victor Hovland, 8. Rory McIlroy, 7. John Rahm, six, Lucas Glover, five, and then we start getting into little batches of guys that are going to be four under, three under, two under, one under, and then even par. So those are little five-player batches after that. The money is very significant as well. So one of the other things that we talked about on the podcast is how do we handicap that aspect of everything? Because there are very little minute pay jumps at the bottom half of the field and very significant pay jumps towards the top of the field. If you've ever played in a poker tournament, for example, like you, once you, when you min cash, you level up from there, but it's not really huge jumps, but until you start to whittle it down a little, down, little whittle it down, whittle it down, and then the pay jumps become significant. It's kind of what we're getting here. 
every person in the field is guaranteed half a million dollars. If you finish dead last, you could go out and play opposite-handed, and you're going to still make half a million dollars in this tournament, which, by the way, I hope Terrell Hatton ends up doing on Sunday because you can tell he doesn't <laughs> want to be here. He doesn't want to be at this tournament. He was un- he was like not happy that he made the top 30. I hope by Sunday he's playing left-handed out there. Yeah. Um, 500000 to that person. But first place is $18 million. So you can tell the 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 jump here. Six and a half for second, five for third, four for fourth, three for fifth, two and a half for sixth, two million for seventh, a million and a half for eighth, one point two five for ninth, and then a million for tenth. So once you get into that top ten, you start getting quarter million, half million, then million dollar, and then even more than a million dollar pay jumps in there. Whereas the pay jump from thirtieth to twenty ninth is five hundred thousand to five hundred ten thousand. So no one's going to care. These guys towards the bottom are not going to care. And Kelly, that becomes the 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 handicap within a handicap here that we are having to try to factor in because there is going to be a there's gonna be a portion of this field come Sunday that can just YOLO, right? I mean, like it doesn't like it doesn't matter, right? It's like do whatever you want to, do not play the smart play. There's no real penalty for not playing the smart play and just go and absolutely lose your mind trying to climb up the ladder a little bit because again if you're sitting 17th at 700,000 but you can climb up to ninth somehow because you go super super low that's a $500,000 pay jump right, right. and so um that's kind of where we sit with all this but the difference between 16th and 24th is $120,000 so yeah. I mean, it's it, and for these guys that's not significant enough to not play super super aggressively yeah yeah i think it's a i think that's really where you need to start with this tournament it is a it's just a different type of betting event than what we usually get, you know, as far as golf tournaments go. So I, I do think it's, you know, you and I talked about this on Monday a little bit, but I think there are some markets like, you know, tournament matchups we talked about. I'm not really looking mm-hmm. at this week because you just don't know yeah. what what those guys' positions are going to be, right, come Sunday. Um, I think you want to, if you're going to play outside the outright slate in in, in We'll get back to that because there are you're going to have an outright market with the starting strokes, an outright market without starting strokes. You could bet both of those as well. I think if you're if you're not involved in one of those, I, really the only other place I kind of started to look were those top five, top tens, Matt. If I did think someone could kind of crack into those, because you mm-hmm. do know at least there's always if you're in that range, there is that definitely yep. that monetary motivation to get into that top ten. You know, you'd get an extra five hundred thousand dollars, extra million dollars, whatever it might be, just if you can you know move up a spot or two. Yeah, that's that's the way to look at it. And by the way, there are two different ways to bet this tournament. So if you go over to DraftKings, the default is just going to be on tournament winner. That is with the starting strokes added in. So factored in, which means that's why you're looking at Scotty Scheffler as plus 130 in that market, right? Because he is starting at 10 under par, which is still two strokes better than the next closest guy. Right next to that, there's a tab that says winner without starting strokes. So this is actually the best 72-hole finisher over the course of the tournament. We talked about this now. Now Wes did play, and you can again go get long shots wherever you're, wherever you you listen to your podcast. Absolutely free. Wes did play some guys in this market. I can't get there, Kelly, and it's just something for me because again, you know, there's just there there are some guys where it might not be worth it to keep their foot on the gas. Come something again, if Scotty starts ten in the first three days, he goes five under, four under, five under again, or something like that, like. He's gonna be hitting. He's gonna be hitting five iron off the tee every single yeah, time, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like there's no reason in the world for him to keep his foot on the gas, right? I mean, like, just none whatsoever. And so, it's it's hard for me to kind of go try to bet one of these guys in the 72 hole market because I think Sunday is a very different day for a lot of different people, depending on how the first three days go. 
and you could see guys really and truly kind of put it in neutral and just try to make sure that they do not lose spots, and then you're going to see other guys just go absolutely nuts, and that's also factors into kind of, you know, man, wouldn't it be terrible if you had a dude that was sitting there leading after after 54 holes, but he's trying to get to, like, third, you know, or fourth, and so he just goes nuts mm-hmm. from a, you know, from a, uh, you know, gambling perspective, essentially, and then ends up falling, you know, completely out of contention. So, I don't know. There's just yeah, too much for me to factor in here with all of that, and so I, I didn't go that way. So, right. I don't have a bet in that market either. Mm-hmm. I do think that I think the natural inclination for me is that if you are going to bet that market, look at some of the a little bit longer shots, but... Right. But we haven't really seen those cash in that market either over the past few years since this format's been put in place. So, um, yeah, real quick, just you know, for, for you know, quick course breakdown here. That look, this is East Lake is a it's a tough course. You're talking about one of the tougher courses on tour. Not a whole lot of water in play, which also makes the you know how much how much are guys going to move up and down leaderboards makes it a little bit more difficult for guys to go really really low here. Uh, it is a course though. It's it, it's long. You're talking about tight fairways drive it's going to be a premium on driving accuracy this week driving uh and, and driving distance but driving accuracy is what you hear all these players talk about really need to make sure it's in the fairway to have any chance to score on these 12 par fours that are on the course and that's really that's really where you're going to have to get it done because there's only two par fives um so you, that's what you're going to see course wise really if you're doing anything anything kind of statistical modeling wise i know me and you did a little bit not a ton this week though uh but that's really where I emphasize stuff. I think this is another one of those courses, though. You got to be, you got to be long somewhere. If you're not long off the tee, you got to be good with your long irons. Um, so you know, there's guys like Kyle Morikawa that fit that bill. I think that are, you know, maybe not the longest off the tee, but great with their long irons. I think you got to be looking at guys like that. And you know, you got to, you got to find someone who's going to score this week. You got to find that. And you're going to see big numbers in this, in just the normal market, not the winner without, but just the 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 tournament winner. Guys, listen people from way back are, it's just not happening like like they're not coming from way back i would i would highly highly advise you not waste your money on betting any of these dudes that are further down the board listen it would be different if it was any other year but getting trying to run down scotty scheffler when he has a let's just say you're in that pack of two under guy yeah. when he has an eight stroke lead on you and then, by the way, you're still having to pass Victor Hovland or Roy McIlroy, who've been playing fantastic. So, like, it's just not going to happen. So, mm-hmm. like, we, we talked about this a little bit on Monday. Half this field is done so. Like, I, like the two under, one under, even guys, zero chance of winning this tournament, in my opinion. You can start to maybe say some of these three under, four under guys, but I think in any any other year, maybe I would think that that was a little bit more have a chance of happening. But you're going to – you would need a collapse by not only Scotty, but Victor and Rory yep. along the way. And then you're still having to pass guys like Max Homa and Patrick Cantlay and Brian Harmon and all these guys who have been pretty consistent over the last month, month and a half of the season as well. I just don't see it happening. I would not bet any of the super long shots in the markets that have the starting strokes factored in. In fact, the bets that we did make, me and you are both on, Scotty Scheffler, yes. to win this win this tournament yeah. at about plus 140. Yeah, run him down if you can. I just don't think you can. We're going to kick off hour number two with Mike Pritchard. Stick around. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 